Senator Mike Browns of South Dakota appeared on State of the Union, and he came on, I guess, to defend the Republican Social Security stance. And I think he did a great job in doing so for people who are unwilling or cannot read between the lines of what he was saying. To put it bluntly, he really... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. came out for the privatization of Social Security without saying so. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. But what he does is what many Republicans have always done. They are, they're putting the knife in, twisting it, throwing salt in it, and then put in a bit of anesthesia over it so that you initially don't feel the pain. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota, President Biden, uh, hitting Republicans all week on Medicare, Social Security. And he's pointing specifically to the plan that your colleague, Senator Rick Scott, Republican of Florida, released when he was leading the Senate GOP's campaign arm, which says, just to quote, all federal legislation sunsets in five years. If a law is worth keeping, Congress can pass it again, unquote. Do you support that plan? I kind of look at Social Security the way I would at the Department of Defense and our defense spending. We're never going to not fund uh, defense, but at the same time, we every single year, we look at how we can make it better. And I think it's about time that we start talking about Social Security and making it better. We've got 11 years before we actually see cuts start to happen to people that are on Social Security. And I think it'd be very responsible for us to do everything we can to make those funding programs now and the plans right now so that we don't run out of money in Social Security and that it continues to provide all the benefits that it does today. Simply looking away from it and pretending like there's no problems with Social Security is not an appropriate or responsible thing to do. So I guess my preference would be let's start managing it. And I'll just give you an example. Later on today, you're going to have folks that are very successful that are going to be around your table. Why don't you ask them whether or not the funding for their retirement comes strictly from government bonds or from from the government itself? And don't they look at other resources uh, that help to make their their uh, uh, retirement plans better. And, and I think we can do that if we start now on a bipartisan basis to make plans so that we've got the resources necessary, if not in basically about 11 years, and that's a heads up for a lot of people that are 50, 51, 52 years old, the, the reductions that are built in are about 24%. Yeah. A group of us are saying, look, we've got to do something about that. Let's talk about it. And there's a group of us that have been. And so this is not something that we should be talking, trying to scare people. This is something that we should be saying, let's plan now so that Social Security has a long run ahead of it, more than 75 years. And why don't we start talking about the long-term plans instead of trying to scare one another? So I, I hear you on the long-term plans, and I want to I talk about that in a second. But just to be 
clear about what you were just talking about. Are you talking about a partial privatization of Social Security so that there is an investments in the market in addition to government bonds? Is, is that what I should understand from what you just said? More along the lines of allowing us to continue to guarantee the benefits that are there, but allow us to use other resources to make sure that they are there. And so that the individual doesn't take the risk, but rather that the federal government does. So rather than simply saying that, and, and we've got proven track record in other areas of the federal government of doing this right now, but uh, there's a group of us that have been working. I'm not the leader of the group, so I really don't want to get into a lot of the detail on it, but I really think there's a golden opportunity in, in, a, in a bipartisan way to put uh, Social Security on a long-term plan that would make it better in the future than what it is today and to assure its longevity. But you do that by managing it. You do that by actually talking about it and not... You know, doing doing dog calls every time somebody says, let's try to address managing. The bottom line is, is Republicans want to see Social Security be successful and be improved. And, and the best way to do that is to take a look at other successful pension programs that the vast majority of us, including a lot of the folks that you're going to be talking to, would include in their portfolios. But we can do that as long as the federal government continues to make the assurances to the individuals who are looking forward to Social Security long term. So do you think do you think that everything needs to be on the table in terms of managing it, in terms of means testing, in terms of raising the retirement age, in terms of uh, you know reducing benefits for people who maybe financially are not as dependent upon them and on and on? Everything needs to be talked about. I think the first thing that you do is you assure people that are currently on Social Security or that are within 15, 20 years of getting it, that they're not going to see changes in the existing benefits or programs. I think that's really important so that they can continue on the plans that they've got for retirement. But second of all, you have to do a little bit of looking at what longevity looks like and whether or not people, if they're living longer, do we have to plan to make sure that we've got the resources to be able to pay for those benefits long term? There are some natural things that we've done in the past. Uh, we've looked at moving up by a couple of months, the, uh, the, the time period in which full benefits start. That it's possibly something that we could look at in the future. There may be some possibilities of changing the amount of income which is subject to Social Security taxes. I think those are reasonable uh, discussions to talk about because right now we have some increases there built into the existing program. But let's not talk about significant stuff until we actually look at what the other alternatives are. We think that there are possibilities out there of long-term success without scaring people and without tearing apart the system and without reducing benefits. But it requires management and it requires actually looking at and making things better. Now, the first thing I want you to notice is notice that Senator Rounds did not dismiss uh, Senator Rick Scott's program that wanted to sunset all federal programs, including Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. Uh, so he didn't come straight. He said, oh, maybe it should have been done a different way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he did not come out against it because what Rick Scott wants to do is standard Republican orthodoxy. So he didn't come out against it. Then he wanted to placate Jake Tapper. And how did he do that? He went ahead and he said, you know, later on, you are going to have all these people around the table and they're going to have their retirement plans 
And it's not going to look like just what the government is providing. It's going to also, and he, he never said the word private, but he's implying that they're going to have stock portfolios. And he actually later on did use the word stock portfolios. And then he talks a lot about managing, right? He uses the word, we need to manage social security as if you are managing a, a whole bunch of stocks in a portfolio, which remember, if you're into going to put these things on Wall Street, they go up, they go down. And what happens when it's down? Well, he also has an answer for that. And the answer for that is, well, if it goes down, we want to make sure that your social security is not going to change. In other words, you're not going to pay some penalty if social, of course, it makes no sense because what he's trying to tell you is that if he invests in the stock market or whatever, if it goes up somehow, he wants you to believe that you're going to do better you know, if some of your money is in the stock market, he never once used the word stock market. It's all between the lines of how he uses managing, how he uses Jake Tapper's folks on, on their pensions, etc. So to combat the irrational nature of putting some or all of Social Security on the books for Wall Street, which is an irrational, crazy thing to do, given that Wall Street is I mean, even now, Wall Street is on a prayer in the amount of derivatives that are out there that are some of them getting ready to crash. It's something like a one to a 100 leverage that many companies are leveraged on Wall Street, which is why they're trying to get your money. They want to influx your money to give these rats, these thugs on Wall Street who do no work for society, who just plays with money to make a whole lot of money and are all richer than you. They want your social security to be managed by those thugs. That's what they want. These are the guys that crash our economy every few years. They crash the economy and who bails them out? We bail them out. They love socialism for corporations. So here's the deal, folks, what you have to understand. There's a simple fix to all of this. It's not difficult. It doesn't take rocket science. The reason they don't want this fix, the proper fix, the only fix that will work forever is that it means that those wealthy people, all of their all of their income should be taxable for social security. All of their income, well, it's currently taxable for uh, most of it then is taxable for Medicare. But here is the kicker. Uh, and, and I want you guys to understand this in detail because they lie to you so often with a smooth sounding, nice smiling face, right? First of all, if they're going to take the risk, in other words, if, if they put your private money into the stock market and the stock market goes down, what round is saying is, well, the government will guarantee that you won't, you won't lose your, your income. They will guarantee. Well, if the government is going to guarantee failure on Wall Street, and we know that Wall Street is predicated on fraud and failure, when the, 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 the maximal gains usually go to the people with power, with capital, and all the others make marginal gains or losses. Check it out. Um, now, here's the deal. When, when they tell you, well, the stock market always goes up on the average of 7%. See 7% for whom? Okay, that's an aggregated number. But here's the deal. All we need to do is tax every part of income. Right now, those wealthy people, they get away with 
only paying a fraction of their income. And when I say income, I'm talking about capital gains. I'm talking about wealth and everything else. You know, here's the deal. They ask you, they say to you, uh, we want to tax your car every year. You're, you're, you pay capital tax on your, or your wealth. You're paying wealth taxes right now on your home. You pay property taxes. On your car, you pay property taxes. On your business, you pay pro- small business, you pay property taxes or some sort of tax. But you know who doesn't pay tax? If you have a whole set of billion dollars sitting in sitting in stocks and bonds and all these other things, you don't get a tax on that. That is just cumulative wealth growing. You don't get tax, but on your home, you're gonna pay taxes every year. My home, I pay several thousand dollars worth of just taxes on the home. My biggest asset, my capital. But those wealthy people with all these financial instruments, they don't pay any taxes. If you want to know why Social Security and all these other programs are in trouble, it's because we have made cutouts. We have made subsidies. We have made evasion mechanisms for all these wealthy people to just keep taking their money. They take, they take, they take, and we defend a country with our blood, our sweat, our tears, our labor, our intellect, so that just a few of them can be wealthy without lifting a finger, without lifting any intellectual value to make and skim everything that we have earned. Social security can be fixed without you paying any more. In fact, you could pay less in social security if we taxed as we should, if we tax how we should. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.